Blog Talk Radio. I hear a lot of talk about old-time great fighters. I hear people say that Joe Lewis, Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson, Jim Jeffries, and all of them would have annihilated the likes of myself, Muhammad Ali. After watching these films, watching their opponents, watching their styles, watching how they fought, watching the footwork and their speed, it may come as a shock to you, but I say that I would have beat every heavyweight that ever lived before me. Joe's gonna come out smoking, and I ain't gonna be choking. I'll be pecking and a-poking, pouring water on his smoking. Then this might shock and amaze you, but I will destroy Joe Frazier. I'm knocking out all bones. And if you get too small, I'll knock you out. Cameraman, everybody follows me, I'm so great. He will go in eight to prove that I am great. And if he wanna go to heaven, I'll get him in seven. He'll be in the worst of fix if I cut it to six. And if he keeps talking jive, I'll cut it to five. Hey, I'm the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, hold it. You're not that pretty. I'm a bad man. I don't want Tuning in and listening live. I invite you to follow us on Twitter at Majority MMA. Like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that way you can have every new episode downloaded right to your listening device of choice. Hey, Oz, what's up, man? What's going on, man? How's things going? They are going. I'm just sitting here catching the last closing moments of this WWE pay-per-view. Nice, nice. How did that go? Uh, I missed all of it except for probably just the last 20 minutes of it. The uh, <laughs> main event here, you got... What happened? You got, so you got, we got Kevin Owens um, yeah. versus Seth Rollins. For the WWE Universal title. Still one of the worst championship names I've ever heard, I think. Kevin and, Owens. Um, looks like they're running over. They've, they've gone past the 10 o'clock cutoff point for pay-per-view viewing. Is there a 10 o'clock cutoff point for pay-per-view viewing? Oh, well, you know, for years it was like... Uh, the show's always ended at 10, but since they've moved, you know, since they, they're mainly rolling off of the network now, um, they they overrun everything. They run over most stuff. I mean, I guess they could, though, right? I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not breaking it, yeah. No, no, I didn't know there's like a law or anything. No, it's just. Oh, okay. I was like, what in the world? The show always ends before 10 or, you know, but lately they've been running over. 
Well, that's good. You know, uh, used to be back in the day, if you're watching any type of a pay-per-view, right, if it was slotted for two hours and it ran, you know, a minute over, it wouldn't have mattered. It would have cut off. Yeah. Right? And then, you you know, you're left going, well, you know, depending on what, you know, whatever you were watching, whether it's boxing, you know, early days of the UFC, you know, whatever it was, you know, wrestling, whatever, whatever it could be, it would just cut off and you wouldn't get to see the end of whatever you were watching. It used to drive me nuts, man. It, it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. They would just cut you off after two hours rather than, you know, just keep running the show till it was over. Well, I remember back in the day, you know, this goes back to like 98 or so. And the WCW was having a pay-per-view. I want to say it was like a Halloween Havoc or something. You know, wrestling fans yeah. will know what I'm talking about. If you're not a wrestling fan, you don't have any idea what I'm talking about. But, uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, I guess the main, so the main event was Goldberg and Diamond Dallas Page. And, well, they tried to start the main event like five minutes until 10. And, like, literally just at the bell ring and they were about to lock up, the feed it hit 10 o'clock in the feed. They killed the feed. So you, yeah. you paid, you know, back at that time, it was probably like thirty four ninety five or something, and you didn't even get to see the main event because the pay-per-view company got the show off. <laughs> yeah. You, you know how much that pay-per-view costs now? Jesus. I mean, it's uh, we're, we're beyond thirty four ninety five. I remember watching, yeah, I think it was, the first or the second UFC, where it was, and it was Hoist Gracie and it was Dan Severn. And, you know, back then it was, you know, it was just a 15-minute fight. There were no rounds. You know, there was no, you know, referee stoppage. Yeah, it's just, it was just, it was what it was. And uh, Dan, Dan Severn is, he's got Hoist pinned to the ground up against the cage. Boy sinks in a triangle, and he's trying to he's trying to sink it, and you know you're watching it. You can see him doing something, but you don't really know what he's doing. And you're watching it, and you're watching it, and all of a sudden, about eight nine minutes in, because it's really a pretty boring fight at this point. Um, at this point, and uh, at you're watching this, and all of a sudden it just goes off. And you're going, oh, my God, what's happening, right? And you just watch this whole exciting thing, and it goes off. You can't watch the rest of it, and you're just you're scrambling to, you know, you're calling people, you're going, what's going on? You're, you know, you're, you know, you're trying to get on the Internet. You're trying to figure out who won. I mean, you know, come to find out later, you know, he chokes Dan Severn out. But I didn't get to see it. It drove me nuts. Yeah, and back in those days, like, you couldn't just jump on the Internet and get results. It's not like now. So yeah. if you missed it, you missed it. You had to wait to, like you said, catch the results from somebody who knew. <laughs> or, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I bet they weren't putting that stuff in newspapers. <laughs> but, uh, God, what did we, you know, what did we ever do? Those... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I know. Like, what, what, what will we ever do? But, you know, when, it, when, I, when you look back on some of those old pay-per-views back in the days, you know, you're talking about the camera angle. You know, you couldn't even see what he was actually doing because the camera angle was bad. I mean, how far yeah. has it come since way back then when 
you know, the rules were, well, there were no rules, and, you know, the refs sometimes didn't know what was going on. The commentating was terrible. Do you remember, you remember they had uh, Jim Brown commentate, like, the first two UFCs? Yeah. And it was, it was awful. It was terrible. Oh, you don't want to know who is awful. Rich the G-Man Goins. Remember that guy? Rich, Rich, I can't remember. He's he's still an analyst, and you can catch him on some, like, sports shows here and there. But, God, he was awful. And he would, he would like, play. It was weird. He would, uh, it, was, it was almost like, you know, you know, when they, you know, when you watch movies and they joke about the guy and there's, like, the twinkle in his eye and that sort of thing, this guy would purposely mm-hmm. turn himself so that you could only see his left side looking at the camera and he'd be, and it was just, I don't know, man. It was just so, uh, it, it was almost like watching, uh, I don't know. It was so, it was so, I can't, I can't even, it was so scripted and he just, he had no idea what he was talking about. It was just ridiculous, man. It has come a long way. You know, Mark Blatnett, you know, back in those days used to do it, uh, used to commentate, but you know, at least he was a wrestler and I guess he'd kind of been around it a little while, jujitsu, and he kind of understood what was going on. But the other two guys, anybody who was supporting cast with him was horrible. I remember, to take it back just a few years, you know, talking about terrible commentators, uh, Gus Johnson was awful. Oh, yeah. And, um, right. He was bad. He was just bad. He was absolutely horrible, man. Now, if you ever hear that guy, you know, call a football game or something like that, he's pretty good. I mean, he's okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was just horrible. It was like it was almost like he was just trying too hard when, you know, he would call MMA. And and really, how how hard is it to call, you know, two people punching and kicking each other and doing some other stuff? If you don't know anything about the techniques, you know, the grappling techniques, you know, just don't say anything, but you can call, you can call fighting just like you'd call, you know, any other type of fighting, but he just, he overdid and he was horrible and he was absolutely horrible. I'm so, I'm so glad that it was, I think it was him, Frank Shamrock and somebody else. What they should have done is just made some of those cuts. Yeah. Morrow's not bad. Morrow's okay. He's, you no, know, at he's least good. he knows what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. He knew what he was talking about. Um, but, uh, yeah, that guy was Gus Johnson, man. He was, he was just horrible. You know, uh, God, who was it? Yeah. It's Mauro Ronaldo, who's, you know, now co-host with Boss Rutten on Inside MMA, which by the way is a long standing MMA show that's actually uh, going off the air. They're net, their last episode. Yeah, they're, they've been canceled. They're um, on AXS TV. And that's horrible, man, because that's one of my favorite shows to watch, man. They did fighter interviews. They kept you up on what was going on. I'm I'm kind of shocked they're canceling that show. That confirms my theory that Kenny Rice is related to somebody that owns HDNet or Access TV. Because he's gone, and now the show's going to go. Because Kenny Rice is awful, and he's on, he's been on that show for years, stinking the joint yeah. out. And uh, now that he's gone, I guess 
I just always yeah. figured that how, how can someone so bad continually be on the show? And, but, but they kept him on there for a long time until they finally replaced him. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Rice, man. Wow. You, you know, I didn't mind Kenny Rice. You know, he did a lot of good one-on-one interviews, that sort of thing. But, man, sometimes, he, sometimes I don't know, man, he'd put me asleep. He just wasn't that exciting of a guy. I don't know. I guess that's all it was. He got better as the years went on. But he just wasn't that exciting of a guy. Um, I do recall when Kenny Rice did a one-on-one with Sugar Ray Leonard. That was a really good interview. I enjoyed that. Um, but, you know, I thought uh, – I thought Axis was Cuban-owned. I thought that was a Mark Cuban network. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. So, uh, you know, who knows, man? Who knows? You, know, maybe it, you could be right. Well, that's kind of surprising because um, there's not there's not that many. I mean, Fox has their UFC tonight or whatever it is they call it. And ESPN doesn't really have like a, I don't think, like a flagship MMA show anymore. Um, so I, I would think that there's a market out there for a televised MMA show that's outside of, you know, the control of the UFC. Yeah. That's kind of surprising to me. Exactly. That I, that's why I, I liked Inside MMA. You know, not to say I don't like UFC tonight. You know, I. I do record it and do watch it just to keep up with what's going on with those guys. But it was nice to, it was nice to have another show I could watch that kept up with, you know, that interviewed fighters and interviewed guys and, you know, also, you know, you know, would talk to guys that hadn't been doing it for a while. It was, man, it was just a really good show. I enjoyed it. I thought it was actually getting better, you know, and now they're canceling it. It's uh, you know, and they and they talked about you know all the different organizations. It wasn't just you know a uh, it was it wasn't just a feed for you know the UFC. I mean, it was you know Bellator, and they covered all the local promotions, and you know it was it was actually it was a cool show. Yeah, it was. They even took regional stuff too. Uh, you know, they had yeah. a, a nice little regional segment on there. So um, yeah, I hate, to, I hate to hear that that shows. Uh, such as going off the air. But speaking of Bellator, I don't think we've had a chance to talk about this news, um, and that is that uh, Chel Sonnen signed with Bellator, and he's going to fight. <laughs> the American gangster himself has he's signed. Back. He was Bellator. Wow. Man, that, that's awesome. Chael Sonnen. Who's he fighting first? Who's his first fight? Do we know? I think they're looking to pair him up with Tito Ortiz. Oh, wow. You know, I really hope he beats Tito. I just don't know how that size matchup's going to be. But uh, if, I don't know, man. Chael's still pretty young, right? He's only, what, 36? I don't think no, he's, he's that old. he's 40 now. Yeah, Chael's 40, 40 now? now. Man, yeah. well, at least he's not, you know, 52. I mean, it's, you know... <laughs> Yeah, right. So, at least at least there's that. But uh, you know, good for Chael Sonnen, man. I mean, I guess if he wants to get back in there and he wants to fight, I guess he's gonna fight light heavyweight. You know? Yeah. And, uh, it's looking pretty good there. It looks like 
You know, Ben Henderson, I think he fought about two weeks ago, and it was a it was a uh, title contention fight. And uh, I think it was Patricio Pitbull hurt his foot or hurt yep. his leg. He hurt himself or something, and he couldn't continue. So um, I think Henderson's got the fight with Chandler now. I'm not sure, though. I'm not sure if they're going to let him have it because he didn't really win that fight. Oh, come on. Of course they are. This is Bellator. They're going to rush any <laughs> name that they can to the top of the card, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm actually excited to see that fight, if he is going to fight. Um, you know, if he's going to fight Michael Chandler, man, that'll be a fun fight to watch. Chandler's a tough guy. You know, I remember his fights with Eddie Alvarez. Chandler's a tough, tough, tough guy. And, and you know, those. I'm thinking that'll be a scrap. Yeah, it looks like they're looking to set that fight up sometime in November. Okay. All right, all right. Well, that's good then. See, I wasn't sure if they were going to give it to him. I didn't. I hadn't heard anything about it. So, uh, you know, Bellator is harder, a little harder for me to catch because uh, it's on Friday nights. I usually, typically get home a little late on that day, so I can't. I can't always catch Bellator. Um, but now that uh, I'm not going to be able to record inside MMA anymore, guess what? I'll probably be able to record Bellator. Space just freed up. Yeah, exactly. Bellator gets moved up a notch. <laughs> hey, you know, not that I never watched it. I just always watched it on demand. It'd be on demand, you know, the next day or the day after. So that's when I would watch the fight. Plus, I can fast forward through, you know, all the crap. Yeah, yeah, without question. Commercials, especially. Yeah. Commercials. But, you know, ad nauseum promotions of. You know the yeah. Else. You know wh- whether it's Bellator or whether it's you know Legacy or you know whatever it is, right? UFC, whatever it is, if it's on TV, right? There's a commercial at every. Just it seems like every moment there's a commercial. They they announce the fight, then they go coming up. These guys are gonna fight, and then they come back, and they're getting ready to fight, and they go all right, coming up. These guys are gonna fight, and it drives me nuts. I'd rather fast forward through all of that. It always uh, yeah, that's, sometimes that when crazy I too. yeah, you, like last night I came home right, and I turned on, I turned I turned on the UFC. I'm out there and I'm watching it, and I actually caught up by the middle of the card and it kind of made me mad because I couldn't fast forward through commercials anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't get to see all that card. I, I caught uh, I caught the Burrell and Nover fight and uh, the main event. What did you think of Burrell and Nover? Roy Nelson and Antonio Silva. Man. Roy Nelson's problem. Man. <laughs> I guess... I guess. I guess him and uh, John McCarthy have history as to uh, before, I guess, about John, about McCarthy not stopping fights in time or something like that. He was mad, I guess, because Bigfoot's his friend. And, I mean, he planted Bigfoot. I mean, have you ever seen a guy, you know, when you see guys get, get hit and they just buckle and just collapse? I mean, I've never seen a guy at Bigfoot size buckle and collapse like that. He buckled and collapsed, and they were fighting. Man, it was a—you I mean, could hear every lick. 
and he buckled. He collapsed. Roy went in there for the kill, hit him two more times. Dude, I mean, he's out. He's got his hands up, though, so McCarthy hadn't called the fight yet, and Roy's looking at him like, what are we doing? And he just keeps hitting Bigfoot, and finally McCarthy's like, all right, all right, you're done. You're done. <laughs> and so, so Roy gets mad at John McCarthy and kicks him in the butt. Yeah. That's, that's he shouldn't have kicked um, the ref. Yeah, that's that's probably not called for there. But, uh, you know, you know – it just seems like everybody complains, okay? Either either it was too early or it was too late. You know, I mean, right. the refs are doing the best they can. Right. Well, it just turns out that, you know, Roy was just kind of mad because he had to beat his buddy up and, you know, he didn't want to hit him anymore, right? So, I think he went on to say, man, I, I could do the walk-off, you know, like the – the walk-off home run thing, you know, whatever. You said something like that. As to that effect, he has to, you know, like what Mark Hunt does. When he knocks people out, he just knows and he walks off. And the ref's like, oh, yeah, you're right. He is out, you know, and just calls it. But uh, Roy's like, I don't do that. I go in there and I finish the job, but I didn't feel the need to hit him anymore because I knew he was done. So, Hannon Brown, Felipe Nova, featherweight. Um, my question is, what is Sleeping Over doing fighting Hennon Burrell? I mean, Hennon Burrell, a top five guy, six guy, versus an unranked Sleeping Over. Is it, was he a injury fill-in? I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Do you, uh, do you remember Felipe Nova? Absolutely, <clears throat> I remember Felipe Nova because Anderson, because, uh, Dana White dubbed him the Anders the potential Anderson Silva of the 155 pound division. Yeah. Back on uh, yeah. the Ultimate Fighter. On the on the on the Ultimate Fighter, remember? And then he fought. I don't know how he lost, but he fought uh, Efrain es- Escudero in the final, and he didn't win. And remember, his whole thing was he was just going to go back to you know, I think he was a uh, nurse. He was some sort, of, yeah. He was some sort of a nurse or something like that, right? And he said, "Well, you know, if I don't make it, if I don't win this show, I'm just going to go back." And he just kind of disappeared. I don't know if he kept fighting after that. I don't know what he did, but when I saw him, I was like, "Man, where's this guy been?" And then all of a sudden, he was fighting Burrell. So I thought that was, uh, I, can, I I was kind of right there with you. It didn't seem like it didn't seem like his his uh, timing was uh, with, there with Burrell's at all. What this fight reeks, what this, what the top two fights to me on this card reeked of is, uh, and and the Burrell and Nova fight wasn't this at all, but what it stunk of to me is squash matches for the Brazilian, um, and obviously we all you think so? How the Absolutely, there's there's no way that they on paper said Felipe Nova is going to be able to come in and have a chance against Hannah Burrell. He he actually uh, fought pretty well. He actually did he pretty did good. I, yeah. He did. He, he was, did real well. I think, I think, I think if, I think, you know, Felipe Nova, man, he's no slouch. That dude can fight. You know I mean? I mean, he's really good at what he does. 
I mean, I think I think if that was a five round fight, I, I saw Burrell starting to get tired towards the end of the third. And Felipe Nova starting to pick it up. It's like he didn't find his rhythm to the third round and it was just too late by then. I think if that fight was two more rounds, you know, he might he might have edged out a decision. Yeah, I mean, I was I was impressed that he was able to stay with him and you know make it a fight. I I, I did never really feel like Nova was a threat, but but you know taking away from Nova, Brown was terrible. You know, to me. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he didn't look on point at all. He 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 didn't look healthy. I don't know if that's the right word to use. He just didn't look healthy, man. He looks like he looks like. He's still struggling to make weight, even though he went up in weight. That 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 wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Well, you got to think it's only ten pounds, right? and ten pounds obviously does make a difference. But I mean, you would think that. Uh, I mean, it looks like. It, I mean, that's what it looks like. I mean, it doesn't look like he still feels good there. Maybe. Uh, maybe he should just put on a little more muscle and fight at fifty-five. I don't know what that guy walks around at. But it just looks like the weight cutting is starting to take its toll on him. So what do we? What, I mean, what are we going to do with the cyborg here? I mean, what, why? What's the appeal? If we're just going to continue to match her up with people that don't have any business being in the cage with her. Arguably, right. we could say that maybe no one, no other woman has any business being in the cage with her. I guess that that could be a point to be argued. But uh, I mean, obviously, Lena Landsberg had no business being in there. And and did I hear you right. say that she was a movie tie champion? She is a movie tie champion. But here's one thing you got to understand, right? MMA is not movie tie. It's just it's. It's not, right? And I love traditional Muay Thai, man. The way those people throw elbows and just cut you up and clinch up. And and uh, Lena Landsberg, I think it's Lena. Lena Landsberg's game plan was to go in there and clinch with Cyborg. Cyborg comes from the shoot box camp. You, you can't clinch with her. Who? Why would you do that? What kind of game plan is that? Well, there wasn't anything that she could do that would have made a difference, in my opinion. You're right. You know, she, she, ate a couple, she ate a couple of shots first off, right off the bat, and you could just tell yeah. that, that, that there's no more. There's nothing that she can do. She's probably a 35-er. She's probably a 35-er, you know, or maybe even less. You got to remember, man, people are fighting at catch weights, right? I don't think that girl fights 100 I don't think she's a – yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't – she's fighting at a catch weight. you got to remember when Cyborg comes back into the ring, she's probably almost 170 pounds. And now, look, she looked pretty lean last night. Maybe not. Maybe she's 165 pounds. And everybody else is probably walking around 150, 155 to cut to 35. And, you know, Cyborg comes out there and tries to kill you right off the bat. There's a uh, there's there's a little difference there. I don't know who she's fighting or where they're getting them from. Let's just make a 45 pound division. She can bust. She can blow wide open. 
right? And then uh, maybe we can bring Ronda back into the picture, do a super fight, and uh, she can get murdered by Cyborg, too. I mean, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to do the 45-pound division. You don't think um, so? No, I don't. I think I think they're going to continue to do what they're doing right here with uh, with with Cyborg, and that, that that goes back to my point. Like, what are we doing? I mean, either either convince someone at 35 to have some name value that people can get behind and think, okay, maybe she's got a chance, but no name. You know, I said this, I said, look, if, if you're in the main event of a UFC event and I look you up on Wikipedia and you don't even have a Wikipedia page, you're going to get knocked out. I mean, that's, I think that's like 100% accurate. Right. So, you know, they've got to do something better than what they're doing. Uh, they, they do have to do something. They're talking about making super fights for her and things like that. I mean, that's just not enough, man. You know, hey, do what you did for the Demetrius Johnson Ultimate Fighter, which, by the way, is a really good show because you got all these champs from everywhere fighting to get a shot at him. They're all champs from different organizations. Really good fights, man. Just do that. Do that, man. Let's 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 do an eight man. Let's do an eight woman tournament. Let's get these women from all over, and uh, let's let's open it up, man. Let's uh, let's do something exciting. What else are you going to do with her? Yeah, the options are limited because the line is not very long for people to want to get in the cage with her. But uh, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, everybody have a good week. And uh, we'll catch you on the other side.